the Lloyd's List Shipping Podcast. Welcome to the Lloyd's List Podcast. This is the final in this special Singapore Maritime Week mini-series. I am sat here at Changi Airport with our Asia correspondent, um, Hui Hui Tan. Thank you for coming out to the airport to do this last edition. Um, I wanted to catch you on the podcast because we haven't heard from you this week, but you're based here. You see Singapore in uh, normal weeks, but Singapore Maritime Week is a bit different. So give us your reflections on what you've heard this week. It's interesting to see that uh, Singapore at this particular edition of SMW has made a big push to co-fund. By that I mean MPA, co-funding like five autonomous ship projects mm. and at the same time at the other end of the spectrum during our Lloyd's uh, Singapore business uh, briefing mm. we have heard from Hamanota an, an expiring uh, port in Sri Lanka yeah. uh, on their take about going digital and what it means and basically it means a different thing for a port like Hamanota that's still developing mm. versus a, a port that has already en- been entrenched worldwide at Singapore yeah. so it looks like we could potentially see a big digital divide coming up yeah. in, in, in the maritime and port sector no, I think you're right I think, I think going back to London my reflection on this week is Yes, there's some really interesting projects, and yes, digitalization is front and center of everybody's thinking here. And it's great to see Singapore really coming out and supporting a digital first strategy, um, some very interesting government backed projects. And we spoke on the podcast yesterday about just the sheer volume and scale of the operations here in Singapore being a sort of very maritime positive story. But not everywhere is Singapore and you know this is an international gathering and it's become very apparent that you know there is that digital divide in shipping now there's there is Singapore uh, and the MPA and PSA and they're doing some great stuff and then you've got Maersk you know trying to reinvent the nature of container shipping but not everybody is PSA or Maersk and when you get down to the scale of Hambantota and the small ports and some of the startups and even some of the more established but traditional players you know, they're just not there. They're not talking about the same things in the same way. So there is that sort of grading, I guess, of, of digitalization, and we have to be sort of clear about what it is we're defining when we're talking about digitalization. I guess that that's one aspect of it. The other aspect is also, uh, I think, it ties in, especially if you talk about port administrators, with the state of mm. economy, and in in Singapore's case, uh, the one reason and motivation behind the autonomous ship projects would be encouraging the young to go into seafaring and the young in Singapore may not like the conventional way of seafaring so to speak Mm. Uh, that's not like the cup of tea in terms of a career choice but whereas let's say in countries that are accounting for the bulk of crew right now Mm -hmm. the Philippines and India it might not be in the national interest to push too hard yeah. in terms of going autonomous. But the flip side of that, of course, is that you know you need this influx of younger talent with digital skills, with, you know, we need software developers, but you need that maritime experience. And getting that blend, I think it's probably most prominent here in Singapore. I think you've got a, um, you know, a really interesting sort of educational system that, that pushes, uh, you know, people into industries like maritime as a viable um, 
you know, option, which I don't see in many other countries. But they're not going into the seafaring roles. They're going into the shore-based roles and some of the sort of more digitally focused startups. I was speaking to somebody from LinkedIn at the beginning of the week, and they were doing a deep dive into their 610 million uh, sort of uh, users on their database and sort of drilling down in terms of those available skills but applied to specifically Asia and Maritime. And there's just a fraction of the available talent out there going into Maritime, simply because Maritime, frankly, is not that sexy as a, as a career choice. It's, um, you know, it's the Googles of the world that are, are, are driving the real talent, and that's where everyone wants to go. You know, shipping seems to need to do a, a bit of a better job to uh, you know, present itself as a career choice for the young, thrusting digital startups of the world. Well, Singapore has taken that step. It has like, uh, set up a co- uh, or set aside 7.2 million in co-funding mm-hmm. for the five autonomous ship projects. But then we are still dealing with the unknown. We don't really know whether this will really lead the way to the hearts of the young. Mm. Neither would we know the, whether digitalization would really de- uh, deliver the kind of advantages that port desire over their competitors. Yeah, right? and I think that's that's key, really, isn't it? You know, what, what we've heard this week is um, about the art of the possible and there's a very compelling picture being painted but frankly you know as we wrote in Lloyd's list uh, yesterday the shipping industry is gambling here it's gambling on fuel choice it's gambling on technology choice it's gambling on its ability to attract the right talent there's no guarantees in any of this that there is going to be a real return on investment you know the, the death of the traditional ship owner has not yet the obituary has not been written I don't think you know the, we, we're dealing with a as you said, a digital divide, but there is a divide across the industry in terms of, you know, the um, progression and the willingness to sort of take on this sort of digital revolution. I guess. So we need uh, the Steve Job of maritime to be able to tell what people need even before they realize it. And again, how many Steve Jobs do we have in the maritime sector? <laughs> well, we don't. I mean, it's. It, it, it is, as I say, a very positive week where lots of people are standing up on stage and saying some very interesting things. But with the greatest respect to some of the keynote speakers, we don't have, as an industry, a Steve Jobs. We don't have a series of really compelling thought leaders. I think there's a lot of uh, very clever people who are struggling to try and find a way forward. Um, it would be interesting to see whether this digitalization project, as well as creating new business models, also creates new business leaders. I think it is about time that we had a, uh, a more consolidated top end that was able to speak with some authority on some of this. You do need a Steve Jobs or a Richard Branson. You need a sort of uh, a thought leader that's prepared to stand up and be counted and challenge the status quo. So it's a mindset change. I, I think it is. I think that point was made repeatedly uh, both in the Lloyd's List forum and on a number of other forums that I attended this week. You know, you need... Um, technology and you need to do all these things but in most cases this is a question of doing things that we're already doing slightly better we're not yet at the stage where we're actually challenging the status quo most of the changes that need to happen are psychological not technological and it doesn't help that we the sector is so fragmented absolutely yeah you, you don't have like an uh, omnipresent apple in no. the maritime sector no. even here with the dominance of PSA and the MPA and their very loud voice this week 
you know, that's not enough. There is not enough of a gravitational pull around a single entity to lead the agenda. And as you say, it's fragmented. Shipping is still, on the shipping side, uh, an average of about five and a half ships per owner. And, uh, you know, the Mercs at the top end and the one-ship companies at the bottom betray this idea that shipping is a homogenous industry. It's really not. It's a series of sectors that are interlinked but have very little to do with each other and you know the offshore guys and the dry bulk guys and the tanker guys and uh, you know the people actually operating things have very little to do with the rest of the, the the very diverse sectors that go up to make this very interesting but deeply fragmented industry on this note i'd like to pull you back a little bit richard mm. and i think in singapore the situation is slightly different but being small as a country it does help to push things mm. and because MPA has already been seen as a strong leader, the, the, the port authority here. People do trust uh, MPA, the industry, uh, do, does trust MPA to push for it. And I think that's precisely why uh, they managed to pull together all the industry partners to mm. push with the five autonomous ship projects. Having said that, it has taken years. This is a long journey. People don't who do, do not monitor it closely may not realize that the the first steps into the technology they, they have taken aren't really related to merchant shipping mm. the st engineering the the conglomerate that's among the first to do so in singapore to to venture into autonomous shipping has done so first with paramilitary and military uh, applications mm. so that's the other aspect of it uh, about digitalization. There's so much maritime can learn from other adjacent or non-adjacent sectors. I think you're right. And I think that's something that a lot of people always say, but I don't see any evidence of that really happening. I think it is going to come, but I'm not seeing the outsiders coming to these forums. I'm not seeing um, the, the tech companies come outside of the very specific uh, projects that are running with their partners. I think it is changing, and I think you are seeing some outside influence, but I think shipping needs to do a better job at looking out what uh, what there is out there. And you, you're right. I mean, in terms of uh, how that trickle-down of technology you know, happens, uh, military you know, has always you know, advanced to some of the technology. It has trickled down into the industries, but shipping has been very slow to pick up on um, success stories in other industries in terms of some of the technology. Uh, I mean, interestingly, you, you get it in some... Uh, uh, some of the niche sectors. Reefers, for example, was once described to me as the, the, the Formula One of uh, shipping in that, you know, Formula One, you have all this huge amounts of money being pushed into these very high-performance cars, um, developing new technology on a sort of weekly basis. That technology, ultimately, years down the line, obviously, um, will hit road cars um, of the same manufacturers, and it's, it's a test bed um, running. And that's why it is interesting that we're seeing this week in Singapore this test uh, bed, this pilot, this this space almost being created to think about new technologies and to try things. And I think that's that's one of the really positive things I'm taking away this week, that they are um, very much supporting the trial and uh, allowing people to fail because that's the only way we're actually going to make advancements in this. And the other worry is that, yes, uh, companies like MERS have come out to work with startups, uh, PSA has its PSA unboxed mm. and doing hackathons, running hackathons. 
but all these individual efforts, how do they come together? Mm. And that's the issue that was brought up at Lloyd's business briefing. And the yeah. idea of like um, being too fragmented in the approach. Yeah. And and people don't want to share data. So there's there's still a lot of concerns to address. Oh absolutely. Yeah. And I think you know, for all the uh, hackathons and uh, the, the smart um, you know, very digitally savvy people at, at the, the startup end. Uh, the reality is, the majority of shipping companies are very much still at an Excel stage of data analysis. Um, you know, they. I, I would be flabbergasted if, if most of the people I've spoken to this week didn't think Python was a, a, a very scary snake rather than a coding program. Um, you know, th there just isn't that recognition of some of the more advanced technologies that are part of the culture of most other industries that are tech forward these days um, but it'll change and it, I, I just hope it changes quickly enough um, for us to see some progression um, and to get some return on investment on this very positive start but um, we have to remember that not it's not in everybody's advantage or benefit to push too hard on the change mm. there is bringing back to the start of this conversation the digital divide which is very real there are pockets out there mm. that do not feel the need or motivation to push too hard. Yeah. And and this is where we are now and we need to be satisfied with the fact that there could be in the future a real digital divide in, I, in, in maritime. Absolutely. Not all things are equal in shipping and not everybody is going to need to uh, embrace the fourth industrial revolution in the same way. Mm. Um, you know, there is a role for traditional shipping. It's not all going to change in the same pace. It's not all going to change in the same way. I think we have to recognize that. And I think that we are now having at least a more pragmatic and realistic conversation about what digitalization is. It still feels a little bit too conceptual for me, but we are starting to see some meat on the bones and we are starting to see a recognition that not all things are equal, which is good, it's positive. Um, I am about to get on a plane and uh, go back to London, but I'm already thinking ahead to North Shipping and London International Shipping Week and uh, you know the next round of the conference circuit. Lloyd's List will be holding a, a, an innovation forum come uh, June in Oslo, where I think you know we are gonna be um, picking up a number of these things. And we've, we've already lined up a number of really interesting um, younger generation uh, ship owners to come and talk to us about that for, for North Shipping but that is for another podcast I think for now I need to get on a flight you need to go to another set of conferences before we close up on Singapore Maritime Week but for now Weekly, thank you very much for coming all the way out to the airport to see me off and uh, thank you very much to the listeners uh, sticking with us this week I hope you enjoyed it thank you and thank you for having me on board absolutely cheers mm -hmm. goodbye <laughs>